This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. You might have heard the saying that feedback is the breakfast of champions. Well, in today's podcast, I'd really like to talk about why feedback is necessary for breakfast, lunch, and dinner if you're really going to be a well-fed and well-nourished person in the workplace. Now, so far, we've been talking about listening to understand. We've been talking about sharing information because shared information is more power and the love language and lessons that we learn from mom. Well, today I want to talk about where feedback fits into the equation. Now, as I've been sharing with you multiple times, you know that I really do believe in bringing ideas and models to you from my own intellectual property. Today, I really want to share a feedback model that is actually put out by a sister organization, the Center for Creative Leadership. And I'm using this model because I think it's very useful and very powerful, and I also use it with my clients as well. So let me share this model with you. CCL's model is called SBI. S stands for situation, B stands for behavior, and I stands for impact. S for situation really means that when we're giving someone feedback, we need to ground it in time and place and be able to take a person back to when it happened, what was going on at the time, who was there. So it's kind of like the who, what, when, and where of the incident that occurred. So let's imagine that someone has made a comment or a statement And it was in a staff meeting last Tuesday at 9 a.m. And it was in the Alpha Conference Room. So you want to be able to give them all of this information. Last Tuesday at 9 o'clock, when we were having the staff meeting in the Alpha Conference Room, and we were talking about how we were going to do our budgeting for this next budget cycle, that's all part of that situation or context, because you want the listener that you're going to give feedback to, to take themselves back to that moment when it occurred. And a lot of times we'll give people feedback without bringing in this context piece, and they're scratching their heads trying to figure out, when was that? What did I say? Where was it? So take them there first and make sure they say, oh yeah, I remember that meeting, or yes, I'm with you now before you move into actually giving the specific feedback in the behavior section. All right, so now that they're with you and you've created the situation and you've described it and they remember it, now you can move to the behavior piece where you actually give them feedback. Now, when we say behavior, we're talking about giving the person some feedback about exactly what did they say or do that could be recorded by a camera or a video camera. These are their exact actions. We're not talking about your interpretation of their behavior. 
We're not talking about your analysis of their behavior or anything else you might add to that behavior. So, for example, going back to that staff meeting last week when we're talking about the budget, this person may have said certain words that really clarified the questions that we really need to ask in the budgeting process. So when I give them feedback, I might say, when you said, and then I might quote them very exactly, when you said A, B, and C about the budgeting process, and then, of course, the only thing that needs to be clarified, they might say, well, I didn't say that, but hopefully you've heard them correctly. And they say, yep, I remember saying that. You're trying to give the bullet points where there's no dispute. In other words, this is what they said. And you said, and when you said it, you looked at each person in the eye. You stood and you spoke in a calm tone of voice. You also wrote on the flip chart three bullet points. So you're describing things they did non-verbally, and you're also describing what they said. That's the behavior piece. All right. Now, that behavior piece is 100% about the person that you are observing. There's nothing in the behavior about you, the observer. It's all about them. Then you get to the third piece, which is called the impact piece. Now, here's where it gets a little challenging and a little difficult. On the impact piece, now that they engage in that behavior, number one, how did you feel? So this is very personal. A lot of times people don't get a chance to see what is the impact of their behavior on other people. So you're giving them a gift by sharing from a very personal perspective, what's the impact on you? So in this example, I might say something like, when I heard those three bullet points, I felt enlightened. I suddenly understood something that I had not understood before. That's a bit of the feeling piece, because now I'm saying enlightened and understanding. Also, in this impact piece, I can say something about my own behavior, if my own behavior was impacted. And it allowed me the next day to take my budget projections and to finally put them on paper and submit them. That's an action that I took. Also on the impact line, I can say something about a thought that I had only if the thought is about me and not about the person being observed. Because on the impact line, the only person that's on that line is me or someone else in the environment who I saw and heard do something. But it's not the person being observed. They're not on the impact line at all. Everything you're saying about the person being observed is on the behavior line. So at this point, if I wanted to share a thought, I might say to myself, you know, next time I have a meeting with my staff, I'm going to boil a complicated message down to three bullet points that add clarity. That's all about me and what I'm going to do. It's nothing about the person that I'm observing. Now, Another element or aspect of the impact line is this. If other people are present in the room and you saw an impact, something observable, an actual observable behavior from them, or if you heard them say something that you could quote, 
you can also add that in. So I could say, let's say five other people were in the meeting and I notice that John and Mary immediately start taking down notes as soon as the person I'm observing gave the three bullet points. I can also say that John and Mary shook their heads up and down as though they were agreeing. I can also say if someone says, oh, now I understand, I could quote them and say, so-and-so said, now I understand. Now, that's very different from me looking at that behavior and then concluding that they were happy or they agreed. I cannot assume anything about anybody else's feeling. I can only report what I saw in behavior or quote them about their feeling if they shared something about their feeling. So the only feelings you can talk about are your own about you unless you're quoting something that someone said about their own feelings. So those are the three components of the feedback is situation, behavior, and impact. Now you might be wondering, why is this model powerful? And why do we use this as opposed to some other models? It's powerful because even if you're giving positive feedback, it's very specific and the person knows what they were doing that made a difference so that they can do more of it. And a lot of times people don't hear what specifics they engaged in that made a difference. They only get to hear something general like good job. So if I've given a speech or I've said something in the staff meeting, well, what about it was good? I don't know. Unless you tell me the specifics, I don't know what to increase the next time. So one of the reasons you get feedback in this way for the positives is so people know what it was specifically that made a difference so they can do more of that. Now, if the feedback is more developmental in nature, something that needs to be fixed, something that needs to be improved, by putting it in this format, you minimize the likelihood that the person becomes defensive because you're not saying these things that are kind of like judgmental where you summarize or assume some things that may not be the case. You're sticking strictly to the observable facts and behavior. That's safer than me saying, you know, last week in the staff meeting, you were rude and obnoxious. Now, most people, if you start calling names and summarizing something as rude and obnoxious, now the person's guarded against the feedback and they're not hearing you anymore. And they might even disagree with your analysis that they were rude and obnoxious. On the other hand, if you say at last week's staff meeting, you pounded your hand on the table, you said a few curse words, and you spoke in a very loud voice, and you got one inch from so-and-so's face, and the impact on me is that I felt frightened. Now I'm just describing the behavior, and I'm just giving the impact on me, and I'm being a mirror for the person. I'm not making any judgments. I'm not analyzing it any further. The analysis is up to them. And they get to decide, is this the impact I really want to have? Is this the way I want to show up? So the person who's receiving the feedback retains the power to make the shift and change. And, and that's what's great about this particular feedback model. So SBI, especially important for difficult feedback when people might resist you and especially helpful when it's positive so that they really get to hear all the good stuff 
in a detailed enough way to repeat it in the future. Remember, situation, behavior, and impact, a model that has been popularized by the Center for Creative Leadership. One of the things that we know is that when practicing any new skill, you really have to practice it in order to get it. So your homework for this week, I want you to think about someone in the workplace, someone who you want to give some positive feedback to. And I want you to sit down and think about a very specific situation where you've seen them engage in behavior. And I want you to write it down first. What was the situation? Write it out. What was the specific behavior that you observed? And then talk about what was the impact first on you. What was the feeling level? What was the thought? What was anything you did different behaviorally? And remember, this is all about you, nothing about them. And if anyone else was present, and if you observed any behavior or have anything specific to quote, what else you might share? You don't always have that last piece. You always have the impact on you. Whether you have impact on others or not depends on whether others were present and if there was anything observable or anything quotable that you could include. So if you don't have it, don't be alarmed. That's not always present. And the reason why it's important to write this out in the practice is because when you go back and look at it, you might find what I call bombets in there. Bombets means that you had a judgment and didn't know it was in there. Perhaps you called them a name and didn't realize you called them a name. Well, you have a chance to convert these things and to excise those out so that when you go live and share this SBI with the person, they only hear the clear, true SBI and not all the other stuff that doesn't belong in there. And even though I'm saying this in such a way that it sounds like this is some long, laborious process, this really can be done in a matter of minutes or seconds. This is not very long. In fact, sometimes the longer we take to do it, the more we're going to put bombettes in there. Don't worry about that. Find a target person, practice the positive first. And when you get really good at the positive, then we can begin to practice on the constructive end. And I want to hear what happened and how it went for you. So please write to me and let me know what were your results. What did you observe? What did you experience by giving a positive SBI to someone? All right. Look forward to your update. See you next time. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. For more information, please visit my website, transleadership.com.